Hello and welcome to another fun-filled nonsense retrospective, the last of the year. This time we are looking back on the year in retrospective indeed, and all the retrospectives that we've done. I'm your host as always, Rick, and joining me equally as always is Devon. Hello there. I just want to point out, I don't think... Oh yeah, it is, because next Monday's Christmas. It is the last retro of the year. Fuck a doodle dandy. It is, it is. We've <laughs> we only planned for the weeks that we're going to do. We're not going to do next week or the week after. <laughs> uh, so yes, um, normally we start with the hypotheticals, but we're talking about hypotheticals all, all the time today, uh, as long as other things. And on that note... We're going to open our award show with the best hypothetical, well, favourite hypothetical that you gave. What was yours? Uh, my favourite one came from the uh, number 78 of the retrospective, the Ninty Smash Pass number 3. That question was, you get to voice a guest character in the context of a video game. What do you pick? And I think we had some really fun answers for that. Okay, okay. Man, I can't even remember what we picked. <laughs> uh, I picked, like, a guest unit in a Fire Emblem-esque game. Uh, yours was a bit more convoluted because I had to I had to narrow down the question in such a way just to make sure you didn't pick like I want to be the secondary protagonist <laughs> <laughs> but that's the nature of these questions the person giving the question knows the exact context they want and they don't necessarily give it on the first shot so I enjoyed it yeah yeah man I can see myself also being a link kind of character where you don't actually give any words it's just grunts <laughs> What a what a waste of of the talented voice actor out of the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> talented in inverted commas, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would the... I would absolutely argue out of the two of us, Rick, you are definitely the most talented when it comes to voice acting. That's not me blowing smoke up your ass. I'm just shit. <laughs> it's just because I can do more than two voices. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, as you were about to lead into Rick, what was the favourite question you gave? My favourite one I gave you uh, is because we were both excited to chat about it. Was the dragon. Age one, where I just asked what you would expand on in the then unnamed Dreadwolf. Uh, this was on the heels of uh, Dragon Age Absolution, which came out as the last thing of um, 2022. And our, our, um, our retrospective was on the entire Dragon Age Absolution show in the beginning of 2023. Does it not depress you just a little bit to realise we're a year on for that from that and still don't know fuck all about that game? We don't know a predicted release date. We don't know anything apart from the fact that Stolas is definitely the villain. Yeah, all we know is that Solas is doing something. Oh, I, fu- <laughs> I fucked that up. I meant, I said the, the sexy bird demon from Huluva Boss. I meant the uh, the bald elf bastard. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I know, I know exactly what you mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm using the, um, I'm using uh, the bitch wife's uh, mispronunciation as, uh, as a comedic timing thing as well. <laughs> so lass. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was a, it was a great amount of energy between the two of us at the time, and it was a great way to like basically kick off the year. Um, because yeah, we were both hyped for it. Number two is favorite hypothetical that you received. Yes, mine was in a similar range of the of the previous one. Uh, retrospective number seventy five. Uh, Shira Horde Focus. You asked me, ghosts suddenly exist. Who would you most want to be haunted by? This question in of itself wasn't the most I don't know unique question, but I found it funny that I answered immediately. And to this day, I don't know why the fuck I said Anne Boleyn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, I was just struck by it, and it's there must have been something magical about the question. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, it would be kind of funny to just like hear um, like oldie timey English and have to translate it every time. 
Yeah, but I think I even... T- I, 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 we're going to have the same discussion, Rick, because I think I even said this back then, and that was, she was French, so it wasn't even oldie English. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes... Uh, like what, everyone posh was French, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> more or less. Uh, but yeah, uh, what about you? What was your favourite question to receive? My favourite one that I received was Tabletop Pokemon, and that um, that I would make it into the Paldea Academy version of Strength of Thousands, and like you went, you did the, um, the Iron Bowl thing, and, oh shit, that would have been better (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, it was great because we'd pretty much uh not long since started our version of that thing as a tabletop campaign uh me dming for the first time in like seven eight years yeah man that's been a long time (laughs) i mean the last time i was consciously aware of you dming was uh was my first ever foray into proper dnd i played tabletop games before but not uh not dnd yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was essentially a lot of people's first DM in our group. I think Garrett had played before quite a bit, um, but for the rest of the players, like I was essentially the first one. So um, I got a few um, free passes on how shit of a DM that I was, and hopefully I'm a bit better now after having learned a few things. <laughs> I, I think the only flaw you had during our first campaign, and this is only after playing and DMing myself other campaigns, is you your pacing for combat encounters was fucked and that's about the only criticism I had yeah my other criticism that I had of myself is that I said yes to a lot of things uh, well uh, yeah I don't know how much of a clusterfuck that was um, I can yeah, only it speak was, o- it, was, it, I, was, it was awful I can only speak on a personal level where I was like I'm going to play a necromancer bard bard has access to necromancy spells I'm just going to pick from the spells that a bard has that are necromancy flavoured and then you went don't do that and gave me a list of spells to say use these and I was like ah yep 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 <laughs> Um, the next one which episode led you to binging the series that you enjoyed the most i forgot to write down the uh, episode name and title and number but uh who am i kidding it was laser hawk yep did up did up absolutely it was captain laser hawk uh, it's the one that we both enjoyed the most and like i don't know if we could, we're gonna do a retrospective on it in the in the weeks coming but we might do a big old maybe uh yes yeah. It's a bit removed from my mind now, and let's be honest, the first episode was fun. Second episode on out, uh, onwards, as good as the show was, was fucking depressing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, in terms of a retrospective, I, all I can do is quote the uh, the neutral guys. All my all I know is my gut says maybe. <laughs> Tell my wife I said hello. <laughs> Still think that's so, one yeah, of the Captain best Captain Laserhawk from both of us, yeah. <laughs> yes, one of the best lines from Futurama. <laughs> um, so, next one, the favourite live-action show that we were reviewed um there's gonna be no surprise here in that i'm biased as fuck um i'm speaking of review episode number 136 that line got vaded and that was silence of the lambs yeah yeah absolutely um i've got the same answer with the qualifiers of no shade on last of the summer wine or stranger things or even uh even mads mickelson's hannibal but silence of the lambs is like the most iconic thing that we've done this year like and, it's um it's oh, sorry. and it, it's just great that I've been able to actually watch the whole thing in one go because apparently I have seen most of that film in bits <laughs> but like seeing it in bits is like the worst thing to do because you don't get the continuity of um you know the story like there's no gravitas of the ending when you've not been through the the uh, the beginning and the middle absolutely man and again the reason why i say i'm biased is if you watch that episode all i'm doing is throwing behind the scenes and other information at rick during the film because i love that movie i it's my favorite horror movie that's my second favorite horror movie of all time <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, very quickly to say, um, our pool for this question was very small and limited this year because when I read this question back, I was like, feels like we haven't watched much live action things. And I went back and looked, we've only had 13 episodes this year that were live action. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's still a quarter of them. That is not a quarter of 52. Uh... It's just over a fifth. I'm just saying, it's a, it's nowhere near the 50-50 margin that we, we used to aim for. <laughs> Sure, sure. Well, it's I think it's exactly a quarter, because 13 times 2 is 26 times 2 is 52. Okay. Uh, but yeah, next one is fave animation that we reviewed. Oh, this one was fucking piss. It was review episode number 123, The Definition of Metal, a.k.a. Nimona. Yep. <laughs> the number of things that we just got, like, dittos on all these. Nimona is also uh, my favourite animation that we reviewed. It was just, oh, man, just a chef's kiss. Chef Chris. Like, it was an awesome story. Like, just, there's no debating that fact. The animation was charming. It was different, for sure. Uh, It's definitely not your bog standard, but it worked, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's also interesting that it's slightly different to the original as well. Yeah, like you... certain things go down differently. So even if you've read the original, like you, there are differences to kind of like go enjoy and experience. Yeah, you straight up said that the um, the antagonist of the comics is the guy who ends up with our main character. Yeah, Golden Loin. Yeah, it's been a minute. I can't remember names. Apart, I can't even remember the main dude's name. I just remember the Mona because they're the best part of that show. Yeah, Ballister Blackheart, and I forget his first name, but Golden Loin. Yeah. Is it Golden Loin? It was meant to be Golden Lion, but he misspelled it when he put his name down for the first time so he had to stick with golden loin oh okay sure yep (laughs) uh favorite news story uh i again i had to listen to a lot of these back recently and my favorite story came from you rick which was revealing to me the existence of the disgusting company known as the order of yoni oh yes (laughs) so that became one of our shorts that you isolated as well it was oh man it was such a weird thing man I, I remember it distinctly, mostly because it really made me laugh how you just went, I believe you could still buy a jar of her farts, so that's fun. And, Rich, and, it, just, <laughs> and it just cut to me going, is it fun? Really? Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I say, so that's fun, it's normally in the... Um... I'm trying to evoke the intonation of when David Mitchell went, that's fun. I think that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, how about you? Do you have a favourite news story? It's a little bit less fun. Um, I've just put, when Rolf Harris died, fuck him. Oh, wow, that's interesting, because we cut that from the episode. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we cut that. Okay. We, 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 we mentioned it, and then I... Well, I, I believe someone else actually passed during that week, and you went, oh, by the way, Ralph Harris died, and we both went, fuck him, and then moved on, and it was such a footnote, we just cut it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, what a, what a thing to cut. Yeah, like, I... Yeah, I don't mind having cut it. And yeah, one less pedo in the world. Fantastic. Favourite thing that you did this year? I've had a very uneventful year, so unfortunately it's just me binging a TV show, and that was when I binged watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series. It was a good show. I highly recommend it. Uh, fifth season came out this year, so that happy coincidence. Yeah, good shit, good shit. Uh, well, for me, I was a little bit more wholesome on these. Um, of the top three, the only one that doesn't involve you guys is when I went to America. <laughs> <laughs> the other two are 
well, the, the Sabaton concert and the Sonic concert week, but the from the Sonic concert week, uh, I zoomed in on the one thing, which was just sat around the table playing Villainous with you guys. That was a good game, and I don't think we even spoke about it during that podcast. <laughs> no, we didn't even. Like, yeah, it was. it's a good game. Uh, two good games, actually. Like, there's problems with the Star Wars ones if you play Ventress and you play it wrong, but you don't know that you're playing it wrong until you have played it wrong. But there's also playing it right is, the, is actually still difficult because I, I thought the gimmick for that character was literally you have cards that let you play encounters on yourself but it doesn't you have to have another player attack you and if the character if, if the character if the player you're against knows that they you need encounters to win they're not going to encounter you do you remember the the quest mechanic that that character had oh right yeah the one where you're not supposed to have four active at a time yeah so um they managed to find the only quest that doesn't let you fate yourself and put a character into play oh well every then. other quest puts a character into play that you can then go and kill. Fair enough then. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's how that character is meant to be played. But yeah, the other characters generally felt very flavorful toward themselves. Um, and yeah, I'd be excited to do more of that with other people, with you guys again, with different decks, with different uh, expansions. Just in general, more oh. of it. Villainous was fun. By the way, that reminds me, your version, your Star Wars Villainous is still apparently at our friend's house. <laughs> yes, it is. I left it behind. <laughs> Um, best hypothetical question. I don't have one for this because we talk about hypos. Well, we talked about hypos at the beginning, so and I thought that uh, basically we'd covered that, and I thought that this was basically a typo on the on the list. So I have not covered this. Yeah. So what I did with these questions is I did just copy most of them from last year's uh, review retro, and we made a, we made a distinction between favorite questions and best question. Um, so it's one of those. Um, the best question I got written down is from Retro One Hundred Six Baldur's Gate Three. Act 2, and it was add a romantic escapade to a non-romanceable character in Baldur's Gate. The reason why this is my, I voted this as best is I'm definitely going to use this question again when we talk about video games. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's a generally, just a generally pretty good car- um, question, I guess. Um, it's more or less one of the things that's a mark of a good game when you wish you could do more with certain characters. Mm-hmm. When it just gets your brain juices going, yeah? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, the only game that has had romance in it that has been implemented poorly is probably Andromeda. Yeah. None of those romances feel natural or good. No, no. (laughs) Apart from PBs, because that feels like about as natural as that character feels at any point. (laughs) I feel like people who go with PB are people who are just like speed running um, nudity content. Yeah, sex percent. It's like uh, Lazel is the current sex percent um, target in Baldur's Gate, and but all the way you do it is he plays a red dragonborn because that gets you more affinity for everything that you do with her. I suppose that makes sense because everybody else, even Gale, as horny as he is, doesn't get a sex scene until you beat the goblins. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, Oops. it's because Githyanki ride red dragons, so yeah, she's got an affinity for riding red dragonborn men. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious or just making a joke. It is actually true. Uh, it's because they because they ride ride red dragons that they that she is coded to have additional bonuses for dragonborn and additional bonuses on top for them being red. Fair enough. That's weird. That's like the fucking orcs where red ones go faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for Lozelle, it's red ones come faster. Uh, so your best after dark. You've skipped a bunch, or have you just rearranged them? Uh, oh yes, I I have skipped one. Yeah. So uh, the best non-stop review. 
Oh, I've written these the wrong way around. I've answered the non-stop one with my best nonsense. Hang on. Um, <laughs> uh, my best non-stop review was episode 95, A Single Pale Rose, a.k.a. Series 5, episode 18. Yeah, it's uh, definitely one of the most impactful episodes of the entire season, on, and indeed the series at large. Yeah, I um, I, re- I really appreciated this episode. It was a great reveal. Uh, it had the right amount of gravitas behind it. Despite already knowing the big twist, I can imagine it was a real shocker for about half the audience at the time. Um, and honestly, there's only a handful of episodes that can really hold a candle to this, so I'm really curious to hear your answer. Yeah, so for me, uh, my opening statement for myself is, would it be cheating? to say the movie and yeah I think it would my actual one is going to be reunited which is the Ruby and Sapphire wedding which is the end of a little arc of um, this old Ruby Rider and things like that uh, where Ruby is unsure and Sapphire is very definitely sure and she needs Ruby to figure things out for herself and yeah it's it's a very good two-parter um, and it's all, it's also on the heels of uh, Bismuth being reintroduced yeah and you get and, a uh, rather yeah. epic clash to end the episode as well uh, I distinctly remember yeah, both do. of us marking out over the line of it was supposed to be my day with uh, when Garnet was blocking like Yellow's fist or something. Yeah. <laughs> Best nonsense retrospective. Episode 94, top five 3DS games. I um, have a soft spot for the top five lists, uh, which is very good considering what we have to do later on today. Um, but <laughs> I find in particular the, fr- the top five 3DS games was just fun to write about. Remember fun 3DS games. And it was interesting hearing your top five because... I don't. I think we had like two. Maybe we definitely had one that was the same. Uh, it might have been two. It's been, it's been a minute, but I think we both put Awakening on there. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, um, I think that was the only Fire Emblem that made it for me because I didn't buy Fates. Oh, I didn't fucking put Fates on my list. <laughs> no, like it, it didn't deserve it. That's why. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how about it was, you? It was oh, sorry. Three no. incomplete games. Yeah, it was three incomplete games. Why would you put any of them on there? <laughs> okay, okay. I'm really sick of that argument because they weren't incomplete. Like people who say that didn't finish the games and that's why they felt incomplete. I understand the argument yeah, yeah. to a certain degree but like Nintendo and specifically the Fire Emblem Studio set out to make free games when they started which means they were by definition complete. They had a start, middle yeah, and yeah. end. The endings were unsatisfying. I'm not going to fucking argue that but they were endings. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, sorry, uh, my apologies. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, my favourite retrospective was the one that we talked about at the beginning of the of this episode. It was the Dragon Age Absolution one because again, it was, it was just fun to talk about Dragon Age again for a while. Yeah, it was interesting um, because both of us um, have different uh, not vastly different opinions but different opinions on Dragon Age in general and um, we saw um, some interesting point of view clashes between us when it came to specifically um, the Templar Blood Mage conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've always been like pro-mage despite the fact that we've been shown a lot of evidence of mages being shits. <laughs> well, that's just it, isn't it? Because this is why I say we're clashing but we're not clashing by much because I do lean more towards the mages because they deserve freedom. However, every single time they've been given freedom, they immediately resort to blood magic. And I think the problem there isn't actually in-universe. I think it's the writing is bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I think the only people that don't resort to blood magic are player characters. And even then, half the time you can make them do it anyway. <laughs> like, if you like, play a mage, and- a mage Grey Warden, it would be, like, it's super in character for a 
Grey Warden to just instantly resort to blood magic because all they care they are a one issue um, company and that is get rid of the Darkspawn at all costs yeah yeah uh, power at any price and you have basically carte blanche to do as many crimes as you like as long as you don't bring the entire order down with you like for real <laughs> like even joining yeah. the Grey Wardens is kind of blood magic if you look if you think about it yeah they just don't advertise it <laughs> like literally blood magic they mix Grey Warden blood with Archdemon blood and, blood and Darkspawn blood uh, but yes that one's that um the best after dark uh retrospective number 84 aka after dark number eight uh fantasy fighter number two why fantasy fighter number two because i think we picked better uh, selected options there a lot of our fighter number one options were bland so like our first like granted we spoke about it beforehand but our first picks for that were i'll pick one from has been hotel no scrap that reverse it i pick one from halluva boss you pick one from has been hotel and it was just like there was no surprises who we picked for those oh yes absolutely Absolutely. Like, the characters that got picked, some of them were surprising, some of them were not. Um, so my pick was Not Safe for Work Fighter 1, because it set the stage like that. I think it got the creative juices flowing the best, um, because we had to pick the backbone, you know what I mean? Absolutely, I get you. Uh, I also want to give, like, special credit, because it has led us to... Like, it's weird, isn't it? Because the fighter thing came out of... We've done Smash Brothers three times, let's try and do something different. So it kind of spawned from that. But spawning from the sp this specific fighter uh idea we got the uh the star wars spin-off as well out of it so like there's fucking mileage in this idea even if people don't like listening to it <laughs> yeah yeah and the star wars one like we we didn't even have like darth darth maul or palpatine at all or did we like it was just that's not true it was you, all you, you picked palpatine as your last pick because you said he had to be in oh yeah i picked, I picked palpy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think for the star yeah, wars I... one we specifically tried to pick non-major characters uh mostly like obviously Obviously, there's some that got thrown in there like I, you definitely picked one version of Luke but I forget which one yeah I think it was like trainee Luke when he's like on Dagobah and just Empire Strikes Back Luke in his flight suit and all that yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, the best moment. So, I misinterpreted this slightly. So, the moments are specifically meant to be the shorts. And I misinterpreted this as a single moment that I could pick from the universe that I, I just remember and it stuck out in my head. <laughs> so, what would be your actual best moment? Um, it was like the third or fourth official one we did. And that was the Inglorious Everest. Specifically because I was just bitching about Everest and tourists being shits. And then you were like, have you heard the Brian Blessed Pooh story? And I was like, no. And then you regaled me with it. And I went, that's fucking hilarious. Despite you getting it wrong, which you told me, like, about 10 minutes after we recorded, you sent me the footage and you were like, I told the story completely wrong, but it's still funny. And it was still funny because yep. I left it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, he, he wasn't telling the story about himself at the time, but still most of the words were the same. Of, I must have a shit. <laughs> and the funniest thing is, looking at the comments of that, that story is also incorrect because um, it wasn't the wind blew it back up it's another guy they were live saw the poo land near them and he picked it up and put it in the guy's hood because he thought it'd be funny <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy yeah so the um, the one that I don't know whether it was this year or last year is the time that I laughed just by describing the bear whipping himself in the balls I don't remember that being on air <laughs> Um, and for things that are definitely this year, it was uh, when I sent the elephants up the Andes. <laughs> 
which ended up being the ep- the part of the episode title for uh, for the Hannibal one of the Hannibals. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I sent the elephants up the Andes instead of the Alps <laughs> in my retelling of <laughs> Oh boy, of the sacking of Rome. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so, we get to the best nonsense review. Yeah, we've got a year of episodes to look back on and I had to um and ah for for a few minutes while deciding. All the way back at near the beginning of the year, we did the video game month and i generally think the most entertaining nonsense review to listen back to was episode 97 i didn't know her name was big bertha i was taking the piss aka the super mario bros movie 1993 yeah that was like because we weren't taking it seriously and because we were able to riff off it i believe that was one of the better um just experiences in general like we weren't expecting high cinema because we knew it was shit and then it was less shit than we were expecting to a degree well it's this weird thing because i i went into it knowing quite a few behind the scenes details including the one um where the director was a couple and they'd recently been rejected for their own script and what they did is they took that script and try and made it look married which I brought it up time and time again during the film and that was this movie is good if it didn't have the Mario association if none of this was Mario themed it would actually be a decent movie and I bet you it would be looked upon with love as opposed to scorn yeah yeah it would be like one of your any old Christmas movies from 20, 30, 40 years ago that just are competent like, there's ideas there, and it's solid. And, it, again, the fact that fucking John Leguizamo was drunk 95% of the time. And you yeah. can and you can <laughs> see that he's fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's um, there's very little light behind those eyes in, in quite a lot of those scenes. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, yeah. So weird, that guy's career. Anyway, uh, I, I'm going to get sidetracked. Rick, what do you think gets the honour of best nonsense review for 2023? Well, it's one that I've also mentioned already. It's Nimona. Uh, we love it it's and it was an absolute mic drop of the entire year i think it was just not only the best animation but i think we were just so high on it that i think it deserves the uh, the title of best review of the year i do distinctly remember starting the episode with we're doing the mona and yes we're sorry we just missed out on june because it only came out today fuck you (laughs) (laughs) and now we get into our honorable mentions um moon well shit (laughs) most pleasantly surprised Guess what? I'm going to be saying Moon Girl. Uh, we've got honourable mentions before, most pleasantly surprised, if you want to do them first. Uh, I must have them out of, uh, oh, well, you, out of order. You do it in your order then, that's fine. Are we doing most pleasantly surprised? Yeah, I thought honourable mentions was the, uh, the the title of like everything that comes afterwards. Oh no, um, honourable mentions was just honourable mentions for the best nonsense review, best retrospective, etc. Oh man, I uh, I super fucked this one up then, yeah, I've not, I've not got uh, anything for this. Okay, well... Uh, but yeah, what what would be your honourable mentions for this year? Uh, again, right, basically when we started the year, we did a fun thing called BritCon Month, which we're probably going to do again next year, if not at the same time, but we might do, uh, because it was just fun watching old British co- uh, classics, but with insight from someone who I know has seen them before. It was stuff we could watch without watching, apart from the last Summer Wine one, where we had a bunch of fuck-ups while recording, and also someone yelled at us in the comments. Oh yeah, someone yelled at us, <laughs> well, like, okay, we had a lot of views on that, because because people were expecting it to be the episode. Uh. <laughs> it's, 
it's our and highest. Yeah, we got viewed, yelled at in the comments. It's our highest viewed episode. It's over three thousand, maybe nearly four now. Oh, cheese and biscuits, man. Yeah, we got yelled in the comment for saying the fuck word. No, <laughs> well, okay, a little bit. What they said was, uh, in future, you should research the institution that you're reviewing and also use less colourful language. And it's like that's the premise of the fucking show. We sw- we swear because we swear without thinking about it. We're not on. A- we don't get paid for this shit. We don't care. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we we do okay. Sometimes we do a bit of research because we want to know more than fuck all. But the premise for Britcom month was specifically we've seen most of this shit before. Let's see how it holds up. Let's see. Like I've never seen the first episode of Foggy being introduced, and honestly, it was a bit of a shit one as far as Last of Summer Wine's concerned. Yeah, it was an establishing episode rather than a comedy one. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't want to say I'm still annoyed a year after the fact, but I'm still a little bit annoyed a year after the fact because the way they typed, they were clearly a sixty-year-old man that's just bitter at life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the kind of people that you're surprised have a YouTube account. Oh, I don't know. Fuck. They could have just been a well-spoken teenager, but I don't know why they'd give a. F- Here's the thing, right? And this is—I I promise I'll drop it after this. Have more respect for the institution, and it's like it's last of the summer wine, bro. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm reminded of a Matt Groening cartoon. Where it was a, a fake magazine cover, and the magazine was entitled Young Codger. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm just, I'm just just imagining that if it, if it was like an under sixty, that yeah, they would just be a Young Codger version. <laughs> ah. Uh, but yeah, as we established, um, you don't have any honorable mentions, so let's get to the next award. Yes, most pleasantly surprised, and I spoiled it already. Mine is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be crap, but uh, it just it just had much more so much more soul and style than I was expecting. Um, I kind of intended to go back and watch it, but I ended up not doing yet. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's it's on the rainy day list. Yeah, the fucking ever growing one you never use. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur because while it wasn't my favorite thing by any stretch, I loved the the wild, not wild, but different shit they were doing with the animation. They were really experimental with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, how about you? What was your uh, most pleasantly surprised? Yeah, it was actually quite recent. It was episode number. 145 of the review uh, Mini is just here because of BDSM aka Mickey Saves Christmas I wasn't expecting that to yeah. be good and it was fun yeah I, like, I wasn't expecting it to, it to be stop motion at all it, like as soon as it started playing and we saw that it wasn't just because I think my statement was looking at the screenshot in the beginning it looks like a shit post and then we actually saw it in motion and it was way more charming yeah absolutely but yeah yeah. Uh, so next most anticipated and let down. Nonsense review episode number 122. There was no comeuppance, aka Gamera versus Virus, aka one of the funniest, legit funniest moments on the podcast is where I went, I regret watching this, and you just said with the most enthusiasm I've ever heard, happy birthday, and I was just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Man, um, I've also picked that. Uh, my statement is, I wasn't expecting gold, but we were so defeated. <laughs> well, the one we watched last year was fucking awesome. Well, not awesome, but like miles better. Yeah, because like the fights were better. Because with Veras isn't much of a fighter. Like He's just there to just have the villains. Rick, there was a 15-minute scene so in the middle of the film that was just compilations of other fight scenes from other Gamera films. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? when Gamera was good. Here, have some of those. 
Oh, Jesus. Um, the biggest stumbling block. Rick, Fox in Space was impossible to edit with how long it was and how little time I had to actually manage it. So I just gave it the retro treatment. So, uh, sure. Yeah, that was the biggest stumbling block. That's what I would go back and change. I'm not gonna now, but, you know, hey-ho, it's a thing. Uh, we don't bring up such things on air, but it happens sometimes. Yeah, uh, my one is even worse than that. It's one that ended up not even getting released. It was the uh, the one where we're even more defeated than Gamera versus Veras, and it was when we were trying to review the um, <sighs> yeah. the Hannibal movie. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've not given. I'm I'm gonna try and get us a workaround so we can somehow watch those films at some point. But we definitely aren't gonna make a month of it. Like this is how much of a month we were gonna make out of just doing Hannibal stuff. We had the five weeks planned. The whole reason why our Halloween logo has us both in Hannibal Lecter masks is because that's what we were gonna do for the month. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I even researched. I gave you the um. I gave you the Mads Mikkelsen Hannibal mask, and I got the classic one because I'm older. <laughs> even though the classic Hannibal know you one love is Mads way Mikkelsen. better. Well, I, like, the other thing is, I know you love Mads Mikkelsen as well. So, like, I do. I, you that one. I think I said once on the yeah. podcast where I would love to meet Mads Mikkelsen, get a picture or an autograph, like at a convention, not on the street. That'd be weird. Um, but yeah, <laughs> even in the convention setting, I'd be nervous to do that because I wouldn't want to seem like a fucking weirdo. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that was the one episode where I was so defeated, and it was and it was all like the technical <laughs> part of it, and yeah, you, it, like we, we got through the first half of it, and it wasn't even the good half of the movie. Like there were some decent uh, monologues, but they were only monologues. If you want to hear how defeated Rick and I are, just go watch the Castlevania episode where we sound fucking miserable and straight up say, "If we sound fucking miserable, it's because we've been recording for about an hour and a half, and now we're watching Castlevania." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't until about halfway through that we actually picked up, which is a shame because, like, all of that episode was cool. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so the next one is formats that have been disappointing. So this was a question from last year, and I don't think we've actually dropped... Well, I think we dropped everything that was disappointing last year. I don't think there's anything that we really need to drop from this year. Yeah, funny enough, um, my answer to this was, have we even tried anything new? Because I don't think we have. <laughs> yeah, like... I suppose technically I think... After Dark is new, but we enjoy After Dark. Yeah, we do. Um, and like, the only thing that's close is the themed months, and like, I think those are decent enough concept and also so, we've been like, doing those for like two years now yeah we have yeah we have it's like one of the first things that we did when we uh, we started tying things together yeah the very first year we we did an unofficial halloween month like everything was halloween themed we didn't say that was the month we just did it we also did a similar thing with christmas mm. the first year yeah 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 before we just made it into a, a general thing with this episode at the end absolutely yeah um you can really see how the podcast has evolved yeah <laughs> Uh, the next one is The Stinker. Rick, The Stinker for me this year was review number 142. You've got to give me more than that, a.k.a. A Fox in Space. Man, what a shame, because there was a lot of talent in that. If you say so, um, there's multiple things wrong with this. First of all, it doesn't help that I was fucking annoyed with the episode anyway because of the behind-the-scenes issues. Uh, that's not the show's fault, but it is what it is. Uh, second thing is, going into it, I didn't actually know what I was going into. I suggested doing it because I thought you were fucking in it, and you said like two minutes into the podcast, I'm not in this one, I'm in the next one, that's 45 minutes long. We can watch that one after, and I went, I'm not doing that. Yep. <laughs> um, and then you've got the fact that it was short, the animation was good, the voice direction was 
was fine until where until you told me that uh, certain behind the scenes things of like how long it took you to do two lines and I'm like that sounds shit. Um, no, not really, because that's that's how long it takes a lot of voice artists to do like like that that amount of uh, content. Like they they take quite a lot of time to get things exactly perfect, and sometimes that means they have to chop and change things. If you say so, man. This is just my view on things. Um, and honestly, the biggest kicker of all is the fact that it's based on Star Fox, which I don't give a fuck about. And it turns out, if you don't care about Star Fox, this show is not good. Fair, fair. Like, I'm not having I've a go. I'm not. Fox. I'm not having a go at the voices. I'm not having a go at the animation. Both of those were fine, if not great. But like, if you don't care about Star Fox, I have no. The only thing I know about Star Fox comes from Smash Bros. and this animation yeah. I watched. Sure, sure. And yeah, the story in this is like vastly diverged from the canon story. It's just, it, t- it takes some cues. Well, sure, but a lot um, of the jokes are joking on things that you assumedly would already know about the characters. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, for me, my stinker was Pac-Man, and my note here is, it was Hanna-Barbera. They can make good cartoons, and I've even put, ooh, in my note. <laughs> <laughs> I see. You see, Pac-Man was not a good cartoon by any uh, means. Uh, I think you and I have different definitions of stinker because um, I was more about the episode reproduced being bad rather than the episode we watched being bad. But okay, yeah. I get what you're saying because I, I can see that's where you're coming from because Pac-Man was not a good watch. But boy, did we come up with some funny shit while watching it. <laughs> yeah, is this becoming vor month? <laughs> And then we get into the hypotheticals. So, the show you most want to review. This first answer stings, Rick, because we're not going to be able to review it because you're going to Australia. Ah, yes. Has been hotel. Yeah. When it comes out, yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, you fly to Australia the day before it comes out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What we might be able to do as a workaround, because we're going to watch Has Been Hotel, you know it, the audience should know it, what we could do is we could either, one, just relegate it to a retro, or two, watch the final together. Sure, yeah, we could do that. Oh, both. I don't know if I want to do both, but yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I don't know, it's a bridge will burn when we get to it. That Has Been Hotel is the show I most want to review. What about you? Uh, Mine is another Amazon one, and it's Invincible, but it's... It won't happen since we both kind of want to watch. Want to have the experience of watching it ourselves. I, I mean, I'll straight up say it, Rick. This won't happen because of me. Because I just want to watch Invincible for me. Sure, sure. I'll take uh, the L next on that. one. Is next one is the movie that you most want to review? Oh, this one was easy for me. I want to review Godzilla: Final Wars. Okay. Uh, there's a couple Fair of enough. reasons for this, but uh, first of all, I've never seen it. Second of all, it is one of the most audience dividing movies I've ever fucking seen. Because the people who hate it fucking hate it. The people who love it. Fucking love it because essentially the plot is either too ridiculous even for Godzilla or the plot is the coolest thing ever because it's dumb and stupid and who cares about the plot Godzilla fights everyone <laughs> but yeah I've never seen it I kind of want to see for myself and also like you know I keep trying to push you to watch more kaiju movies yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough I'm gonna soft approve that one uh the one that I've picked is Predator because I've not I've still haven't seen it despite my however many years and and I kind of want to see how much I already know via osmosis. Man, I'm yeah, I'm kind of curious on that. I mean, I, I like Predator. Uh, I think Predator is a more fun franchise than Alien. But of course it is. Alien's fucking depressing. Yeah, yeah. I think the only Predator movie that I've seen, te- on a technicality, is the first Alien vs. Predator movie. I don't 
don't know why that film gets so much shit. Like, it's fine, but it's 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 nowhere near as good as uh, Prometheus, which, like, I think Prometheus is the best Alien movie uh, after Alien 1. Uh, I don't know about Prometheus. I don't... I think sure. Prometheus is the one I skipped because it looked awful. Sure. It's Prometheus the one where uh, where they got the weird human-alien type thing. One, I don't know. Kind of. Basically, it's one where you don't know that it's Alien until the end. Okay, cool. No, I've not seen that one, and I, I've not heard good things about it. Yeah, like, I liked it because you didn't know that it was Alien. Okay. Um, And, like, it's the thing that I say about Bloodborne all the time. I think what makes Bloodborne more interesting and slightly more scary is that nothing is just codified as, oh, this is a vampire, this is a werewolf. You just have to accept these beasts as they are. Uh, you don't know their power sets or anything. You just, they don't have names. They, you can't just rely on uh, your knowledge as a player. I guess. Uh, I, I, yes. I, you and I can argue about that philosophy until we're blue in the face because that sounds like gobbledygook. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but as you were willing to so, soft approve Godzilla Final Wars, I'm fucking super erect to approve Predator. Sure, sure. So, uh, we have two fantasy guests. What? The first one is someone who is deceased. I thought about this for a minute. I originally was going to say Terry Pratchett and then I was like, I'm pretty sure Rick gave that as his answer last year. It's the kind of thing that I would say. So I, I, I swerved slightly and changed it to Harlan Ellison. Okay. Uh, he's a writer of one of my favourite short stories, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Um, it's a, oh man, yeah. It's okay. a horrifying little short story, but it's very well written and it's um, it's a good read. Uh, it's even better if you listen to Harlan Ellison fucking narrate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so iconic that it became a trope. Okay. okay. Uh, you know what I'm like with your trope talk, Rick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also wrote some Star Trek episodes and I think he wrote for Stargate at one point but fuck all that one of his he had an interview once or he's been quoted as saying this whether or not he did or not is another question where um, they wanted some interviews from Harlan Ellison to put on the extra features on a DVD of either Stargate or Star Trek which he wrote for and he went "Um, okay how much are you going to pay me and they said oh it'll be good exposure and it's Harlan fucking Ellison so he just went okay then no (laughs) (laughs) fucking pay me yeah yeah it's I can understand why some smaller artists can get quite easily swayed for the exposure talk, especially if it's like an, a thing on an international DVD. But it was fucking Harlan Ellison, someone who had already won numerous awards for writing. He's it's like, no, fuck you, pay me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I'd get him to watch with us. <laughs> And I can imagine him being a bit of a cynical fuck, but oh well. Uh, what about you, Rick? Who is your fantasy deceased guest? Um, well, I put Robin Williams, but I might have said him last year. <laughs> but, uh, but like like you say, Terry Pratchett seems like the kind of guy that I would pick, so I'm sticking with Robin Williams for now. Um, and it just seems like he would be an absolute joy to be around. Do you know what the funny, the worst thing about this, Rick, is that we could have checked, and we just, just chose not to. Yeah, yeah, we did, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was up most of last night, like, picking some of these answers, uh, mostly because I couldn't sleep. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Robin Williams was the one that first came to me. Um, the backup answer is George Carlin, which is a similar answer. Fuck me, you're really doing me a... You're doing me a fuck-up, you are, because all three of these answers sound like things you said before. But only one of them... Only one of them can be. Yeah, only one can be true. Like, I think a lot of them are things that I have said to different hypothetical questions, like a, uh... 
uh, okay, you get a uh, a necromancer's dinner party, and like, oh, who are your guests? Like, yeah, those those are the kind of people that I would bring to one of those. Well, the funny thing is, Rick, I do have a better memory than you. It's just a fact. Um, yes, I know that I once told you you get tickets to um, any fantasy show, and you chose George Carlin for that. Sure, sure, that sounds like the kind of thing that I would do. <laughs> Uh, but yes, next one is a fantasy guest of someone still technically possible. Yeah, so this one was uh, was a bit more, a bit easier, shall we say, in that um, last year I remember I didn't pick a VTuber because I thought you were going to pick a VTuber and you didn't. So this year okay. I've picked a VTuber. I, it was very hard to pick, pick one. I re- originally wanted to go for Callie, I really did, and then I thought, no, if I could have anyone on the show, it'd actually be Iron Mouse. Yeah, she's a real good pick, uh, especially since she's basically got um, Digital Creator of the Year of the Game Awards. Yeah, but she plays. And, a, she, uh, she does a lot of content, considering um, you know behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, considering her situation, she does way more work than anyone in that situation would be expected to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd love to I am... have her watch. So I don't know what I'd get her to watch is is the problem but i kind of don't think i'd care (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely man i'm just reminded of she watched her stream from last christmas and she's singing the last christmas song and after the first two lines uh when they you she gives you her heart and then the next day she gives it away she just goes fuck you and then when she's re-watching it she just cracks out laughing oh i don't remember this at all <laughs> she was heavily medicated for that stream <laughs> damn okay fair enough man um but yeah, just honourable mention to Callie in the sense that uh, one of the reasons why I was considering Callie is because her for- when she watched Shrek, it's kind of what influenced the way we do our video. Yeah, the way that you've now put the timestamp up. The, well, the running total time. I've always done the running total time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when we tried to show uh, the clips, but we'll get to that later, I suppose. Uh, what about yeah, you, Rick? Absolutely. Who's your uh, guest who is still alive? Oh, sorry. Someone well, we could, in theory, book if we ever got big enough. <laughs> well, Bill Bailey is my current front runner. And it's for similar reasons to the deceased carrot, the, the deceased ones, in that um, he's one of the most um, on board with nerd shit. In fact, I think the only one who's more on board with nerd shit is Dara Breen, and like both of them are good picks. I'd argue, like, if you were going for nerd shit, I'd honestly put Simon Pegg into the ring as well. Sure, sure. But yeah, I get, I'd, I'd love to fucking have a chat with Bill Bailey. It's one of those things where we do these fantasy booking type things, where it's like, yeah, we'd have them on the show and it's like what would you get them to watch and it's like I haven't thought about that I just want to talk to them yep <laughs> don't know don't care just want to have like fireside chat with a cool guy <laughs> uh, the next one is Steven Universe Future will be coming to the end to an end this year what series do we want to replace the non-stop review with I had to actually think about this one Rick because I really last year I had a different answer entirely um, last year I put down Pokemon because it would be interesting to go watch Pokemon from start to maybe not finish but at least the Kanto region just to be like I wonder if this holds up because it probably doesn't um, <laughs> true this time I've gone with let's try and pick something that's 10 minutes long so therefore it sticks with a similar time frame and you know let's also pick something that reverses the script a little bit let's pick something I've watched that I know Rick hasn't yes 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 so I picked regular show alright that's a good one that's that's what I would want to replace it with there are a few problems with this it's 9 seasons long uh, that's fine is it fine like, I've... I think that might I mean... outlive the podcast 
<laughs> maybe so, maybe so. I mean, with Nonstop, we kind of made the executive decision to skip season one, apart from a few cherry picks. Uh, and we only picked it up after that, after the fact, after the uh, season one finale. Uh, I too have got the caveat of one that you've seen that I haven't. Oh. Uh, so on that, um, I said Gravity Falls, which I know you've seen to halfway. I've seen uh, a half of season one. I've not even seen half of it. So... <laughs> Yeah, like, I think that's a good pick. Uh, there's only two seasons, and then it ends. Um, my B-side for if I actually ended up picking this last year is that I would be down for re-watching Star Versus, but that, again, that's um, that's the original script of I've seen this all, you haven't. And at least early on, it's a little bit lol random before they actually start with the, like, persistent storylines. Sure, sure. Uh, and then we get into... Without any limitations, including being absolved of all editing responsibilities, what change would you make to the podcast? Okay, Rick, I automatically disqualified the VTuber thing because we both said that as our answers last year. I hope you haven't answered it yep. like that this year. No. Okay, so legally... I've, I've got a different word. So legally speaking, it's a bit murky, but um, back when we first started, I did try adding the actual video of the thing we were reviewing to go along with what we were saying. I very quickly scrapped that because one, we don't own it, and two, certain companies are on your ass like fire. Like, Hasbro doesn't like yeah. it. I still argue to this day, and I've said this like five different times on the channel, that I made that My Little Pony footage unwatchable in a, in, a, in the sense that you can't just watch it and get the information. It was just there as a visual guide to go with the dialogue. It, I made it small, I flipped it, I made it grayscale, and obviously there was no sound for it. Yeah, uh, I too have got this as my answer. It's just in one word, and it's just written there as piracy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. Like, um, I, I, okay, I will admit, Rick, I do have a bit of a fucking bone stuck in my teeth with this one because I had a friend say, why don't you do this? And it's like, well, this is why. Yeah, it's the number one suggestion that we get from people who want us to succeed. Um, it's just basically, why don't you become pirates and facilitate piracy? Well, the reason is because of legality and, yeah, like, y y even if we never get big, I would rather, you know, keep our nose is mostly clean, you know? Like, I can't stress this enough. I don't care if people steal pi pirate shit. I really don't. Because a lot of the times oh, yeah. they pirate it because the, a lot of studios are being stupid shits when it comes to streaming, you know? I, I really don't care. You can do what you want. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I don't really give a shit. I don't care what you do. It's yeah. your life. I don't want to do it. Or rather, I don't want to do it on behalf of my fucking YouTube channel. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our fucking YouTube yeah, yeah. channel. I don't want to get all of our shit scrubbed because I put a fucking... I downloaded a fucking movie and put that movie on my video. Man, and the worst part is it will probably be part of the soundtrack that comes after you because uh, record labels are fucks. It won't be soundtrack. Again, every time I've done this, it was just footage. I didn't use audio. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, other people that do it, like, they... Last year we said VTuber avatars, and if we had them then that would be technically defensible as transformative if we had both of our faces there. But, like, the reason Hololives don't do it is because they know it can be fought against, um, whereas other people will just watch shit. I mean, um, um, just have their faces in the corners. I mean, Twitch has a whole fucking subcategory that is called Watch Along. I don't know if they yes. changed that, yes. but it, it, they used to have something called Watch Along, and it was just people playing movies 24-7. Yeah, uh, Kick, which is the Twitch competitor, which is also back-end hosted by Amazon, by the way, um, they do have a, um, a category that's still like Watch Alongs and just straight-up piracy. I'm going to straight and, up, uh, uh, just going to yeah. cut you off for a moment, 
momentarily and pop and uh, apologize. I don't think it was Twitch. I think it was Kick, and I got confused. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's uh, they just have a category of just piracy, and yeah, just it's not called that, but that's what it's for. And yeah, it's just people watching shit, playing shit, just rebroadcasting copyrighted stuff. The same way that you get on those like dodgy apps from like the mid two thousands, where you could just have channels that are just rebroadcasted. Yeah, man. Does anyone remember <laughs> Napster? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And LimeWire and Kazaa. <laughs> Fucking hell, Kazaa is... Uh, it's one of those weird ones where you trust one of those websites more than others because it gave you a virus that was more subtle so you didn't realise it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the virus was the launcher. <laughs> man, I remember on Kazaa, like the big one, I knew that Kazaa had made it when they made the gag on um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. I downloaded it from Kazaa. Um, but yeah yeah my answer is also piracy and um the last one before like my little tangent is um we've already done the snack review and attempted live streaming is there any other format that we want to attempt uh there's a few things i'd like to try don't get me wrong we kind of implemented shorts to a certain degree We, we don't do shorts by youtube's definition we do it by our definition which is we take clips and we isolate them they're in their own playlist on youtube go check them out if you're listening via the pod the audio platform then uh, you gotta wait until the end of year check when out I on YouTube. Them. Um, <laughs> you could check them out on YouTube that's true um, but yeah the the one I've gone for is, is a bit more mundane I think Rick you know I collect Digimon cards you sort of collect Magic okay. the Gathering perhaps yeah. an opening stream between the pair of us I don't really understand the formula or the concept I don't really get it but I'd be willing to give it a go yeah. maybe yeah I think the idea behind those sometimes is okay this is how much the box cost and uh, you just have a running total of how much money you would make if you sell the cards <laughs> is one of the ways that they do it but by the same token i if i had the disposable income to buy a whole box i'd probably just buy a pair of headphones or something <laughs> um the one that i've picked is not a great one but it's just cooking videos like uh, i think last year i said travel videos uh just slice of life stuff where we can just show off what we can do in real life see the funny thing is is we had two opportunities to do travel videos this year we just didn't yeah we chose not to because we were rather more interested in living in the moment (laughs) it's one of those where hey i'm in this place with my buddy let's do work (laughs) yeah yeah feels like the wrong thing to do don't it (laughs) plus we also weren't the only ones there uh and the last tangent i've got from this is that uh, i really like get let's get down to business um as a format this year um it's not unique in being a themed month but i could see that thing happening again and maybe we could do the same thing with dreamworks oh maybe maybe on the dreamworks because fuck i'm not a fan of dreamworks that's fine too (laughs) we'll see these are all ideas these are things that hey if you're listening to the youtube version of the show we actually release every month our planning uh, planning sessions and this is a sort of thing we brainstorm there so uh head on over to anchor <laughs> uh, remember that road to el dorado is dreamworks so not all of it is shrek no i know so is the prince of egypt but you know i just i'm not a big fan guess what sure. that's two yeah. films out of a hundred yep <laughs> well i think that's about it for this time so 
well, I think we've even done essentially the MVPs and the uh, the weakest links and all that just as part of this episode. I was going to say, so, Rick, I guess the name just... of the episode is MVP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's search going to our regular ending. Or if you like the episode, you got the comment section down below on YouTube. And if you were listening via one of the many audio platforms, you could have said send us an email, which would go to... I want to say that ten times slower so they know what you said. <laughs> Yeah, you got the comments section down below on YouTube. And if you're listening via the audio platforms, you can instead send us the email, which would go to nonsenseofyouuk at gmail.com. Once again, that is nonsenseofyouuk at gmail.com. And if you made it this far, well, hopefully you've made it this far more than once. And that means you're our favourite people. And that's going to be a goodbye from me. See you in the new year, guys. <laughs>